This is episode 22 of The Focused Mindset. Let me ask you guys, how do you approach your child's grades? Whether you get a report card in the mail or whether you look it up on the computer, when you see the grades they're getting, how do you react? And how do you react if the grades are lower than expected? We're going to talk about that and so much more. But first of all, if you are a new listener, I want to say thank you and welcome to the Focused Mindset community. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of the family-oriented information that we put out here. And check out the show notes because I always put very helpful links from what we talk about, for my website, how to join the community, about how to get your very own big life journal. It'll all be there. So don't miss out on scrolling down and checking out those details. But I'm excited to talk to you about this topic. So let's get moving. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset, the focused mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, my friends. Welcome and thank you for joining me today. Well, we've entered into the autumn season and October is a wonderful time where the leaves change and we're able to feel the weather begin to get cooler and that's I guess true for most of you, but not really so much true for Southern California. October usually stays pretty warm, and this year has been exactly that. In fact, this week it's been in the 90s, and uh, I have been suffering. I mean, I'm so sick of running my air conditioning so much. (laughs) I'm just ready for the cool weather. For us in the area that we live, I always find that right about Halloween, we get a weather change. And sometimes even Halloween night is the first night that we have to put on a sweater when when we're outside. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that because as of now, we've had just the warm weather. But hopefully wherever you guys are at, you're seeing some seasons change. And whether you are or not, I know you're feeling the change. One thing that happens in October is report cards. For most elementaries, they wrap up their trimester and report cards are coming out. Uh, Even progress reports for those older kids are coming out. And it's going to be a little different this year, isn't it? In 2020, the education just wasn't the same. And therefore, uh, how we approach our grades are going to be different. And uh, it's just going to be something, as usual, that we're going to have to walk through and figure out. And I want to help you figure that out today. Because I would rather us think about the very best way to approach uh, grades in this particular time, rather than just lean on how we've always dealt with it or um, overreact or underreact. All of these things are absolutely possible. But the first thing I want to tell all you guys is no matter what grades come out, everything is going to be fine. 
there are a lot of people that are going to end up seeing a grade, sometimes in the subjects that they're the best in, that are lower than they expected, especially if you're a parent that's had to work and you can't monitor your kids every single day and night and they've been 100% on their own to do online work. There's going to be grades that are lower. Now, I realize there's also a large group of you that um, have had your children in online learning, but have been very actively involved. And your grades might not see very much of a dip, but in most cases with the parents I've talked to, it's been exhausting. Now there's another camp of you that have gone back to school, but it's been different. It's been a hybrid. It's been shortened, or they've had to deal with completely different set of standards and norms. For any of those, you might see a difference in the grades because of those changes. And the first thing I just want to say is that's okay. I want us to all just take a deep breath and relax and realize whichever camp we sit in, however the progress reports and grade reports looks, it is going to be all right. It's not necessary for us to overreact because we've had enough to deal with this year as it is. Why overreact? Don't let your child get down on themselves. And the main reason for that is our mental health really matters through this time. It's something that it's been hard to keep a hold of because we've been in such a strange space that everything seems so brand new. And we don't want to come this far and let ourselves fall apart because things aren't exactly the way that we wish that they were in the grades department. But with that said, it is a really good time to think about how we approach grades, not only this year, but always, because maybe it's time for us to revamp it. Good chance that because we're in Parenting 2.0 and we've left a lot of our old parenting standards behind, that we want to hold ourselves to a different standard and reshape how we deal with grades and reshape and reform how we approach it with our kids. I'm finding with all the parents I've talked to that there's a real polarizing uh, feeling about the way that most parents are approaching how education in general is going right now. Now, in my area in California, we're online. You know, that's now that's the approach that that's kind of the mindset that I'm coming from. And if you guys are with me, then you get it. It was just this week for our district that we heard that they're going to start um kind of like trickling us into a hybrid model where kids will be on campus in the beginning of November or late October. So that's going to be a brand new thing moving forward. But as it stands, that's the model that we've looked at. And from every one parent that I've talked to, either they're going from a real passive side, from that side, or a real harsh side. And it's really hard, it seems, for parents to find that middle ground. That's to be expected because we've never walked through this before. It's brand new. And our automatic response is going to go directly to the things that we've known. So sometimes it's easy for us to just take the pure passive route. And that route, I would, uh, for example, a parent that's saying, it doesn't matter. I don't even care what grades they get. This This is a complete flop. They shouldn't be on online anyway. They should be in school. So I don't really care how their grades are. I'm not even going to hold them anyway accountable because how can I? Things have been a wreck. And then there's the other side of it where a parent is saying, 
This needs to happen. The grades must be up to par. This is not going to work. And it's it, we have to work now. Let's just work every single second to get it high or we're just unhappy. And that that's another side of it. Now, I know that you can already see, without me spelling it out, some of the dangers to each side, but we're going to discuss it because some of the dangers or some of the benefits even are, are not as subtle. There's, there's benefits to it. I mean, it, it works uh, to help us be able to function. You know, when we choose a way to handle something and we settle in on it, it helps us to function and get through the day. It's serving a person, purpose in, in our life and in our family. But my job is to sort of challenge that and say, can we tweak it? Can we look at it a little bit different to be able to be the most healthy for our child? I want you to think about what are some of the skills that you would like your child to learn through this season? Now that they've been walking through this season from the day that school started up until now, ideally, what are some of the skills that you would have liked them to learn or hope that they learn? Now, even if they haven't learned as much, we'll say, math as they should, have you thought about the skill of perseverance, the skill of patience, the skill of taking responsibility when you don't have a teacher necessarily watching over your shoulder, the skill of choosing to do your best even when things are uncomfortable? These are all skills, just as much as learning math. And these type of life skills, if we take them with us and we learn them, we can be successful in almost any arena. I would venture to say that each and every one of our kids are absolutely going to do work online from here forward. Lots of colleges already have online models. And so many college students will come and say, oh, I just can't do online. This is ridiculous. But others are learning how to do that model and thriving. And I strongly believe that the online component for our education is always going to be there. So the skills, the crash course that many of our kids have gotten can actually benefit them in the future. They could get a job where they need those skills and it will be automatic for them. So in this particular time, when you get grades, just in this particular year, uh, one thing we want to look at is what skills can they actually learn through an experience and then question if they've learned those skills. And if they haven't, how can they in the weeks to come? Because there still are very important skills. So let's get back to how we react. I want to talk a little more in a minute about the passive approach uh, as opposed to the harsh approach. But first, I want to talk about um, my own daughter's attendance. I just reviewed her attendance, and uh, I, I looked it up online and had her come in and look with me. And I was able to feel exactly the way I know that many of you are going to feel when we see things that we don't want to see. So I looked at this report, and it had absences. It had scattered absences, even though she's in her room and here and not absent in life. She's not We haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> but this shows that she has chose to check out of classes. Now, she's in seventh grade. This is her first experience of having seven different teachers rather than just one and being accountable to each and every one of those teachers. 
So I looked at the report and I had her look at it with me. And I said, what do you see here? And she said, I see classes that I've missed. And I told her, yes, I also noticed something about first period. And she looked closer at first period and there were zero absences in first period. Absolutely every single day she attended first period. So what was the question that I asked her? Luckily, I had thought about this beforehand and didn't want to react to those other things. So I asked, what did you do during first period that you need to do more of in order to get that same result in your other periods? And being a typical seventh grader, she rolled her eyes and said, well, I need to just attend and be there and I need to say things. And she listed it. She knows, you know, it's like junior hires are going to say it with a little bit of a um, uh, a different type of tone than the younger one, but she still got the point. And that right there opened up our conversation to talking about what she needed to do to make sure that I don't see those random absences floating all over the place the next time I check her attendance record. When you get an opportunity to check a progress report, to look at it and find as quickly as possible the thing that went well, the thing that was the best, the ju- that w- might be a grade, it might be a citizenship grade, it might be um, something on that report that was higher than the others, and take a minute to look at that first and allow your child to notice that they did well in that area. Now, in some cases, I realize, and this is just going to be the truth, that they've flatlined. They've tried. And you thought they were doing their work, but they just weren't. And you can use that for an opportunity of learning as well. You can say, this is where we are at now. Where would you like to be? What do you wish we were looking at right now? And what do you need to do to get there? That is so powerful. Because in almost every case, If a child looks at a grade that was lower than they wanted it to be, they're just as, uh, I guess, I want to say heartbroken. In some cases, it does feel like they're heartbroken, even when they know that it's their fault. Even when they realize that they were a slacker, they just feel icky about that. And the kids that don't, they're usually faking it because they they don't want a low score. I mean, there's lots of research behind saying that Maybe we shouldn't have these grades there at all. In the world that we live in today, we need to be able to utilize those reports to help our child say, okay, if that's where I'm at, where do I need to be? I'm one to say that we all use those things in life. I look at my statistics or the results that I get from um, even one podcast to another, and I need to approach myself like that. If I took one situation where I tried to, I don't know, market um, a, a YouTube video or we'll say a even a concept or something and and it didn't get it didn't nothing got under it. No one really uh, started listening. It wasn't that what I was sharing was awful or my intention was poor. It was something needs to be tweaked. Some, some skill needs to happen within me to help me be able to reach the potential that is out there. And 
you can think of your job. Um, you can think of how you approach even decorating your home, um, how you approach your health and fitness. The most effective way is for us to be able to say, okay, what do I still need to learn? And that's exactly what you can do with your child's report card. You can sit there and help them see the things they do good, see the potential they still have, and help them progress forward. Now, when it comes to my daughter, um, she's not seeing the grades that she wishes she could see, although I do see that she learned a lot about persistence. She learned a lot about what works and what doesn't work and how to be in an uncomfortable situation. For her, being online and being asked to speak out um, with all of these little squares and her not seeing the teacher physically has been very intimidating and she's wanted to uh, melt down and just be silent. And the silence has hurt her and many times she's distracted herself or she's walked away from the computer and missed attendance. But through that, she still logged in each and every morning and gave it a clean shot. And I told her, I was proud of her for that. And I was proud of her for being in a situation where she needed to do a good thing, a a brand new thing, and not completely flopping, but giving it a shot. Now, that doesn't mean that I didn't address the areas where she could have done better. And let's move into talking about the passive parent. If you're on that camp where you've been really, really passive, I wonder if you might be losing an opportunity for growth if you go too far on the passive. Because the truth is, your child knows the potential that they can do, and many times they are not living up to it. So if a child living up to their full potential is important to us, then even if we are frustrated, even if we don't actually care about the grade that comes out on paper because of the circumstances of 2020, we can still sit down and have a serious and important conversation with the child about doing their personal best and not using the circumstances around them as an excuse to do poorly. And in many cases, there are children that have seen the gaps. You know, kids are very smart, very savvy. They're super good at getting out of what they don't want to do. When it comes down to it, kids want to be happy. They want to chill. They want to do their thing. Not because they're, you know, trying to do wrong, but because that's human nature. They want to stay in summer mode as much as possible. If they can get a little more video game time in, hey, they're going to take it. And that drive towards the pleasure and the things that are easy and in the mind not wanting to really be challenged, um, I think it's just gotten a little out of control with some of our kiddos during this time because they know that things are different. They know that they, for many kids, especially if the parent has been passive, they realize that the parent can't keep up with everything and that they'll probably get somewhat of a free pass on their grade. If you are one of those parents that have done that, I'm going to encourage you to sit down and take this seriously. I really respect how my husband dealt with uh, my daughter having absences and not completely living up to her expectation in some of her other classes. He sat down 
and talked about responsibility. And he talked about self-worth and self-value and valuing your work. And that even when no one's looking at you, you're responsible for the person that you are and the person that you become. And I saw that it made a difference in her. And you can have that talk with your child. It doesn't matter if there's been circumstances that are brand new. On the other end, if you see the grades and you just are, are mortified and embarrassed and you go the harsh route, that right there can cause pressure. If a child believes that it's impossible for them to live up to an expectation that you've put out, then they are going to completely fail. They're going to just, they're just going to give up. I mean, kids just mentally sometimes just give up when that they feel, I can't do it. All right. The feeling of I can't is what they hear subconsciously all the time if they have um, gotten to a point where they can't dig out of a hole. So if you are the parent that usually is very harsh with the grades and has very high, high standards and you've noticed that things aren't as high as you'd like. Now is a time for you to define how you want them to approach their grades moving forward. And I suggest that you approach it in such a way to um, put it on them and let them know that yes, you have high standards, but say again, what do you need to do to change this trajectory, to change this outcome? And granted, their answer may be, well, I need a change. I need to go back to school. I need things to be back to normal, quote unquote, normal. And in my opinion, this is the opportunity to really hone in on the real skill that we are all learning right now in our society, and it's how to cope with change. We have all had to learn to cope with change, but how are we learning it? Are we living up to the standard of going above and beyond and choosing to be able to be flexible and resilient and roll with change and live a high standard life in spite of what might be going on around us that is completely brand new? Doing things that are brand new gives us an opportunity to stretch and an opportunity to learn that skill. And that right there should be where we stop our child if they start with the excuses. Because excuses and reasons for why things are happening is not helpful in any situation in life. And it's not helpful now. So yes, we want to validate that that is a valid concern. It's not as if that's not valid because it is. So you can say, I get that you have been dealing with a brand new situation. However, if the situation doesn't change, what can you do to still find success and to find that level that you'd like to be? What do you think you could possibly do to make that happen? Allow their imagination to begin to move towards that possible future. Now, we're going to keep changing in our society and things are going to adjust and we're going to, like our district, start adjusting to going back to school, or who knows, the numbers might change and we might not. The one thing we know is that we don't know what's going to happen. And so our child can learn how to live in that space and still do their best. 
So whether it's in a time of crisis or a brand new situation or they've had to move schools or whether, no matter what the situation is, when a grade comes and you don't like what that grade is, let's truly look at times that they have succeeded and lean into how they might be that person in the midst of whatever's going on. Now, I hope that we can move forward with this practice even when things are less turbulent and we are more aware of what the future is looking like at that given time. This is a skill that we can use any time in our life. And we can be proud to teach our kids to be resilient in this type of way. So I can honestly say that's my hope as a parent. And it's my hope as a counselor when I'm talking to kids. I am going to be talking to a whole bunch of you live in a parent chat that's going on on Friday. And I know the struggle that you've had. I know that it's been tough. And it's been mostly trying on the parents that are trying to navigate this. And I know that anytime you are helping your child through something and you feel helpless in a sense of, exactly how to make um, a difference. It's, it's very challenging. And so it's okay for us to be aware of that. In that way, give ourselves a break. There is a sense where we need to say, you know what? Things are not going to be exactly the same, and that is not going to be what I focus on. Instead, I'm going to focus on the skills that we can learn through this. So, If you get a report card this fall that is amazing, then wow, that is great. I'm so glad your kid might be the kind of child that thrives in the online environment or uh, environment that's full of change. I'm finding there are kids like that. There are kids that are blossoming right now because they love the element of difference and change. And uh, I spoke to somebody who was in Texas that their kids are had gone back to school and they said their kids come back and and tell the mom eagerly about all the changes and they're it makes them uh, more aware and more alert of the situation and they're thriving you're going to have that and if so celebrate that look into why that's happening why are you doing so well especially if there's a situation where they're doing better in this online than they were in the regular school that's something as a parent that you also want to look at. Or if the situation of a smaller class size, whatever it might be, because they can lean into what they do well and know that that's a skill that they possess. I know that really social kids um, are struggling with not being able to see people face to face. But I've been doing a social hangout on Zoom. And uh, we decided to do it two days a week. It's the social hangout. I kind of market it as if it's recess, sort of. And the kids in my school that come to that, they come regularly. They come excited. They are eager to go through our show and tell and our storytelling. We play music and we dance. And for that group of kids, they're thriving. They, they love it. They're also the group of kids that pretty much are in their Zoom classes and trying to be engaged and uh that's just so sweet to see. And we need to know that kids are making this work. You know, they're doing the best they can with what they have as well. And uh, in my Zoom, um, the kids came up with 
all a whole bunch of ideas even for me. They're bringing me the ideas. Kids are so creative. They have it going on when you ask them. Just ask kids questions. You're, you'd be surprised the things that they come up with. I think us adults kind of forget that there's um, wisdom in the innocence of a child when we just ask them about their creative mind. I've seen more Lego creations than I ever have. I've seen um, uh, art projects and decoupage and like just different uh, things that they've made with their food. This is just a kid's creative mind being amazing. And whether they actually do end up thriving on paper with that grade that you'd really like them to get, they still are finding ways, little ways to thrive in their own little lives. And it's really beautiful. And I think there'll be a part of me that actually misses my little Zoom hangouts when the kids are all back on campus. It's a memory that I'm going to treasure in a lot of different ways. And, um, and I realize, like you do, that we're walking forward right now into, like I said, an unknown future. But there are things that are still the same, the human spirit, the desire to do well, the wanting to achieve, wanting to tap into the humanity of people wanting to do their best and feeling very let down when they don't. And you can motivate your child in a way that makes a difference. You can do that. You don't have to fall into fear mode and chaos mode and frustration and deep punishment and instead you can look for the wins that they have had even as small as they might be and lean into how they might have more of those wins so i encourage you through this season to be that type of adult in your child's life and you're modeling wonderful supportive behavior and we're not going to let grades define our kids it's just a way of looking at where they're at And so they can gauge what they're going to do as they move forward. Now, if your family is anything like mine, you have a very busy month ahead of you. And I know I do. My calendar is really actually packed. And one thing that's going to help ground my family is the family meetings that we're going to have. So I wanted to take a minute to encourage you guys to also Have a time when you sit down with your family, a judgment-free zone where you guys can just talk things out and talk about the things that you are hopeful for, the things that are stressful. Listen to your children. These are the type of things that are going to make all the difference moving into the next season of our lives. As far as this podcast, one of the things that's very exciting is I've lined up some great interviews. I'm very excited about some of the interviews that are coming up because they're with some new friends that I made at the Solution Focus Schools conference this last weekend. Some of the most dynamic speakers I shared a um, virtual stage with, and a few of them are going to come and share what, uh, what their passions are. And it will be amazing solution-focused skills that we'll be able to take advantage of because they are willing to come and be a guest on the show. So it's going to be amazing. And before we head out, I want to bring your attention to the show notes. I am going to put the link for the Big Life Journal there, my affiliate link, and I really encourage you to check it out. If there's one book that you could get 
that will teach resilience as well as allow your child to get their feelings out on paper, that's the Big Life Journal. I've seen my daughter blossom with it, and she's using words like um, having a positive mindset, and I just need to be able to um, check my the way that I'm thinking, and sh- I just love seeing the changes in her. I've seen the changes in many kids when they struggle with leaning on their parents to do everything, and then they become independent thinkers and then independent doers partly because of the skills in the Big Life Journal. So I encourage you to check that out. They have actually tons of products that are so very helpful. And hop on over to my website, www.thefocusedmindset.com. There's a button in the top right-hand corner, join the community. And I would love to have you in the Focused Mindset community. I send out a newsletter each month and sometimes some random videos, some tips, some highlights. Um, I have some things planned with some early releases with information that I put on this podcast, except that group will get it early. And plus, you're just with me on this journey, guys. You are helping this podcast grow. Uh, It's because of listeners like you that I keep uh, moving forward with this and I keep getting better and better guests and this type of thing. That's what happens. And the best way you can support is by uh, giving it a review, uh, a five-star review. I get stumbled over my words. A five-star review, yes, and also a written review. Those things help me out more than you know, and I know that I've told you that before, but believe me, it, it makes a difference. So I thank you in advance. So it's time. I'm going to get going. You're going to get going. Let's be our best self, guys. And until next time, keep in touch and take care. <laughs>